The reading today comes from Matthew 16, verses 5 through 12. And we stand in recognition that this is the holy and inspired word of God. Now, when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said to them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves saying, is it because we have taken no bread? But Jesus being aware of it said to them, O you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not understand or remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Nor, nor the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up. How is it that you do not understand that I speak not to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Please be seated. As a faithful rabbi, Jesus is protecting his disciples by teaching them how to be discerning and who they listen to. Uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees were the most prominent teachers in Judea. Uh, they held the positions of influence and they had the platforms to get their teachings out to the general public. And, and it's in the same way that the, the doctrines of Catholicism are prominent teachings in modern day Rome, or the doctrines of Mormonism are the prominent teachings in Utah. So the doctrines of the Pharisees and Sadducees were the prominent teachings in Judea. Um, so Jesus is warning his disciples to, be, to beware of the errors of those teachings. And because you're a disciple of Jesus as well, even though you're many centuries removed from this discourse Jesus was having with the 12 disciples, you too are a disciple of Christ and this warning is just as much for you, has just as much application to you today as it did to the disciples back then. And we may not be exposed to people who call themselves Pharisees and Sadducees, but the same leaven that Jesus was attributing to the Pharisees and Sadducees still exists today. It's prevalent even within the Christian church. And here are four examples of the type of leaven that we, the disciples of Jesus, need to beware of. Number one, hypocrisy. Pharisees hold a double standard. They magnify the sins of others while minimize or minimizing or even ignoring their own sins. The Apostle Paul addresses this sin of hypocrisy at the beginning of Romans 2. In the first several verses of Romans 2, he calls out the people who judge others for doing the very same things that they themselves are doing. And he says that when a person judges others in the spirit of hypocrisy, then the condemnation that they're pronouncing on the other people is actually pronouncing their own condemnation. And then Paul adds, but we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O oh man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Now, brothers and sisters, beware 
of the leaven of hypocrisy. First remove the plank from your own eye before you attempt to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Number two, slander. Pharisees spread accusations about others without going to them directly. Uh, They are very adept at vilification, but very inept at reconciliation. As disciples of Christ, we need to beware of the leaven of slander. Jesus said in Matthew 18, 15, that if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. That's the beginning and first step of reconciliation. That's how you love your neighbor. But if you neglect to go privately to your brother and tell him his fault, but instead you go to others and tell them about your brother's fault, then that's you being a Pharisee. That's you committing the sin of slander. That's the leaven we must beware of. Number three is rash speech. Pharisees are quick to give their opinions and assessments of a situation, but slow to inquire and listen to what others are saying. Proverbs 29 verse 20 says, Do you see a man hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. The disciples of Jesus uh, need to be um, beware of the leaven of rash speech. James 1.19 says that we are to be swift to hear and slow to speak. Not swift to speak and slow to hear, but swift to hear and slow to speak. So if you find yourself doing a lot more talking than listening, you may be guilty of rash speech. If you find yourself giving advice to somebody who hasn't asked for your advice, then you may be guilty of rash speech. Or if you find yourself telling other people what, uh, what they should be doing, how they should respond to a situation, when you haven't even taken the time to inquire whether they've already attempted those steps that you're going to prescribe, or whether you even really know the situation into which you're speaking, then you're probably guilty of rash speech. The disciple of Jesus must not be one of rash speech. He must beware of the leaven of rash speech and therefore must be swift to hear and slow to speak. And number four is pride. Pharisees lack the humility to admit when they're wrong. As we've already seen, they love to turn the spotlight on others, but when the spotlight gets turned on them, they get all bent out of shape. Uh, They're not open to being corrected. And this is the leaven of the Pharisees. It's the sin of pride. Proverbs 15, 12 says, A scoffer does not love one who corrects him, nor will he go to the wise. And Proverbs 9, 8 says, Do not correct a scoffer lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man and he'll love you. King David gives us an example of the wise man who, who loves to be corrected by the righteous man. In Psalm 141, verse 5, David shows us the type of humility that ought to characterize every disciple of Jesus Christ. David prayed, Let the righteous strike me, it shall be a kindness. And let him rebuke me, 
It shall be an excellent oil, and let not my head refuse it. Let not my head refuse it, David prays. And that should be the prayer of each and every one of us as well, because our temptation is to refuse it, especially if we've been exposed to the leaven of the Pharisees. Our temptation is to refuse the one who comes in correction and to play the role of the scoffer who despises and reacts in a negative way. So brothers and sisters, if the Spirit of God is convicting you of having partaken in any fashion in the leaven of the Pharisees, or if the Spirit of God is convicting you of any other sins, maybe not the ones I specifically mentioned here, but any other sin, any violation of the law of God, then remember that the Lord is merciful and gracious. He's slow to anger. He's abounding in mercy. And he pardons and forgives all who truly repent while trusting in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. Repentance includes confession. And so let us confess our sins to the Lord. Where the Lord has convicted you, bring that conviction to the cross of Jesus Christ where there is redemption and forgiveness of sins, where there is reconciliation and where there is a pronouncement that the Lord receives you according to the righteousness of Jesus Christ.